0: I got up this morning, my dad's staying at the house with us this morning. He said, you think you'll have a good crowd today? I said, well, it's raining, it might hurt the crowd a little bit, but apparently you guys want to be at church. Apparently you guys like to be here. Apparently rain doesn't slow you down. So I'm so glad to see you here. Uh, Pastor Greg wanted me to start today by telling you all the goat is back. But um, I honestly don't think he meant the greatest of all time. I think what he meant is the old goat is back. Didn't Pastor Greg do a great job last week? Love him so much. He did a fantastic job bringing us the word. Loved it so much. In fact, he only knew he was going to preach with about two days' notice. I called him that Wednesday morning. I said, Bud, you're up on Thursday night. I can't get out of bed. So uh, he did, and he brought the word. And I'm so thankful for Pastor Greg and his uh, ministry to us. We appreciate him so much. Today we start a series called Breakthrough. We'll be in Luke chapter 1 this morning if you want to go ahead and turn there. But we're going to talk about a word called Breakthrough. Now, to be honest with you, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the word Breakthrough. Because in the Pentecostal charismatic world, to be honest with you, breakthrough is overused, in my opinion. We talk about breakthrough all the time. I can't tell you how many times that I heard a New Year's message that proclaimed to me that that year was my year of breakthrough. And I love the concept, and I love people telling me that I'm going to break through, and I'm actually going to do that today today. I just think the word gets overused a little bit and when you use a word too much it can kind of lose its power. I was at a conference several years ago, and there was about three or 4,000 people at this conference. We had these huge meetings, and one of the pastors, he's in heaven today, but I've respected most throughout my life was Pastor Jack Hayford. He pastored a great church in California and had incredible impact there. So I've read his books and listened to his sermons and his teaching and loved him so much. Well, I was at this conference, and he wasn't speaking there. He was attending there, and we were walking through the hotel, and I got Alexa. I said, Alexa, that's Jack Hayford right there. Should I go up and talk to him? And I didn't, I chickened out. That's just Pastor Jack, you know, and I chickened out and I didn't go talk to him. Later that night, we were in a service and the auditorium's just packed and I wanted to sit down front so I could get it. So I'm on like the second row back there and there's a great preacher up there preaching. He's just preaching away. And you know how preachers do this. They'll tell you, turn and tell your neighbor something. And he said, turn to the person behind you and tell them it's their year of breakthrough. I spun around. It was Jack Hayford sitting right behind me. I quickly turned right back around like the whole thing never happened. See, Pastor Jack was about 90 years old at the time, and his next breakthrough was going to be when he goes to see Jesus. And I'm not going to be the one telling him that. So I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it, and I never spoke to him. Anybody ever get awkward in public? Yep. Anybody ever have awkward moments? That's one of mine. I do, however, believe in breakthrough. We're seeing some incredible breakthroughs here at the church. I cannot get to church on a Sunday or a Thursday without somebody stopping me and telling me how God has healed their bodies as we've prayed together. Had one this morning, had two this morning, a matter of fact. God is healing people. God is saving people. We're having people show up at church for the very first time and immediately making decisions to follow Jesus and sticking around. I love that. We're having breakthroughs as a church. I believe in your breakthrough. I've talked to so many people just this week who they need a breakthrough from God. And they, they know that it's coming and they believe that it's coming, but it's, it's hard to wait on your breakthrough you ever just had the signs that breakthrough is coming and you really feel like something good is about to happen but you're being stretched you're being challenged it hurts it's not easy and you're trusting that at the end of this there's going to be something really good talked to a lady this week who she's had some severe pain in her back and she's worn down and she said pastor I'm just tired I'm discouraged and I prayed with her and I believe God's going to send her a breakthrough I prayed for a wonderful, brilliant young man this week who's in the middle of a career transition and he's saying, Pastor, I'm waiting and I'm frustrated. I'm wanting God to open up the right job and I don't want to go do what I used to do. I want a new job and a new career and I'm believing God, but it's getting frustrating to wait. I've spoken this week to a couple of parents who are having struggles with their children, I think I've spoken to about three this week, who said, Pastor, I'm dealing with this with my child, and I just don't know what to do, and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. I believe in your breakthrough. I do believe that breakthrough is coming for you. Today in Luke chapter 1, we're going to enter a room with two pregnant women. Look out! Was there ever a bigger, more powerful metaphor for breakthrough than pregnancy? Was there ever? Now I got to be honest with you. When 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 we found out Alexa was pregnant with our first child, we were completely surprised, and uh, it was a lot faster than we thought. Man, she was just pregnant. All of a sudden. And I was scared. I was excited. I knew something good was going to happen, but I knew we had some work to do. And she kept getting more pregnant and more pregnant. And i got to be honest with you. I've always been a little squeamish about pregnancy. It just freaked me out a little bit that there's a baby in there. She would come to me at times and she'd say, she'd say, look, my stomach's poking out here. That's his elbow. And she would say, come touch it. (laughs) Like, no way. (laughs) I can't do that. He's liable to pop out of there. You forgive me. Will you forgive me in advance? I said, have you ever seen Alien? <laughs> That's what I said. Now, I'm a young kid. I'm a kid at the time. I said, you know what happened? You touch that thing, pops out of there, and it'll scurry off somewhere. <laughs> and then it grows up, and you got to deal with it, which is a pretty good metaphor for parenting, actually, the more you think about It, it made me squeamish. When you're pregnant, you're being stretched physically, literally. When I see someone that's very, very pregnant and about to have a child, I have a family member who saw at Christmas, she was about to have twins. And I mean, she had some pretty good-sized twins. And she was about two weeks to go. And I saw her, and i got to be honest with you, I did not know how that was going to work out. You ever see anybody that's just really, really pregnant and you're like, oh boy, how is this going to work? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And believe me, she was there. She said, I'm ready to have these babies. Any moms ever been really, really, really pregnant and you're like, I am just ready for this child to come out. I was born in August in the heat of summer. My mom had to be ready for me to come out. In fact, they had to go and get me out. Pregnancy is stretching. Pregnancy tests your capacity. Pregnancy is painful. I probably should have had my wife give this part of the message because you're all thinking, you don't have a clue up there, Pastor. And I don't. It's painful. You know something is going to happen, but before it happens, you're stretched beyond your capacity. You don't know how this is going to come to pass. And it hurts and you don't really control exactly when it's gonna happen, you just know you want it to happen. You need a breakthrough. Today we're gonna walk into a room with two pregnant women. The room is filled with this incredible potential. There are two potential breakthroughs in the room that have not been fully realized. They're about to experience in their lives one of the most wonderful breakthroughs that can happen in god's creation the breakthrough of birth let me set the stage for you in luke chapter 1 there's a jewish priest named Zechariah. and Zechariah is doing his priestly ministry and an angel named gabriel appears to him and the angel said zachariah you're going to have a son now zachariah and his wife are fairly old so this is a fairly miraculous thing they've not been able to have children And God says to him, you're going to have children in your old age. You're going to have a son, and his name is going to be John. And he's going to have a very special calling. His calling is to prepare the path for the Messiah. His calling is to open the way for the Son of God, Jesus, to come into the world. So when he's born, you name him John. Zachariah goes home and his wife conceives a child in her old age and she's getting more pregnant and more pregnant and more pregnant. She's about six months pregnant at the time. Now what's interesting, about 80 miles away, she lives in Hebron, about 80 miles away in a little town called Nazareth. She has a cousin and her cousin is a little girl, likely a teenager. Her name is Mary Mary. While Elizabeth is six months pregnant, an angel appears to Mary. In fact, the very same angel. He says, I'm Gabriel. And he tells Mary an even greater story. He said, you're going to conceive a child, but not in the normal way, not in the regular way. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you're going to conceive a child. And that child will save the world from their sins. That child is the Savior of the world. That child is the Messiah. So he appears to this young girl, Mary, and drops this huge, overwhelming calling upon her that must have felt to her like the most overwhelming thing any human being ever felt. So immediately, I think it's a day or two later, Mary decides she needs to go talk to her cousin Elizabeth. Now keep in mind, Elizabeth's pregnancy is known, Mary's is not. She's not told anybody about it because she couldn't. She immediately decides she needs to go talk to her cousin, Elizabeth. And that's the stage on which this verse comes. Luke one thirty nine. it says this, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You're blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. This is a very pregnant room. Upward, this is a very pregnant room. I hope you know what I mean by that. There is so much potential sitting in this room right now that it blows me away. As I look and I see what God is doing here, I'm amazed, but yet I continue to see God send people here that as I look at them and as I talk with them and as I hear their story, I say their lives are pregnant with potential and there's a breakthrough coming to them and I have no idea what God wants to do, but I know it's big, I know it's great, I know it's powerful, and I know it's going to transform our community when we let God give us the breakthrough that he wants to give us. I know. This is a pregnant room. We're being stretched. Anybody say amen? Amen. Look around. We're being tested. All our normal systems of operation are being stretched to the limit. We're experiencing some pain because we growth sometimes is painful. But we're believing God that a breakthrough's ahead. What do we do in a season like this of pregnant potential? I truly believe that God himself sent Mary to Elizabeth So that Elizabeth could help her walk through this season to her own breakthrough. In this conversation with Elizabeth, I want to tell you three things that Mary found that we need to find to experience our breakthrough. Number one, Mary found a friend to talk to. Mary found a friend to talk to. I don't know how she knew it, but very quickly after receiving this overwhelming calling and this great news, She felt the need to go see her cousin Elizabeth. Some people believe that it's not recorded in the scripture, but that the angel may have directed her to go to Elizabeth. I truly believe that God did because Mary needed a friend to talk to. So many times, my friends, when we're struggling and when we're hurting, when we're waiting on our breakthrough, we need somebody to talk to. We need to talk to somebody. I do some, uh, aside from pastoral ministry, I do some leadership coaching. I coach some business leaders and some pastors. And so many times as I'm coaching people through to their own breakthrough, their action step coming out of a session will be, go talk to somebody. I can't tell you how many times that breakthrough hinges on us going to talk to somebody. And often we have been resisting going to talk to that person. Anybody ever known you needed to have a conversation and you just didn't want to have it because it was uncomfortable? Six of us here. Can we just get honest? How many of you have resisted having the conversation you knew you needed to have? You knew you needed to talk to that person, but there were just obstacles there. There were reasons there. I'm going to give you one that's much easier. Have you ever known that your spouse needed to talk to somebody and they were being stubborn? boy the hands are just flying up right now just flying up that might be trouble for you later but the hands are just flying up have you ever been the the spouse who your spouse said you need to talk to somebody you said oh I don't need to talk to anybody I got this if you had this you wouldn't be having this conversation Have you ever done this one? Uh, They say, You need to talk to somebody. And you say, Well, I've got you. Let's do some work here today. Sometimes that just doesn't work. (laughs) I'm with you, Granny. I'm with you. Sometimes even your spouse can't fully understand what you're going through and can i tell you this too sometimes you guys are dealing with the same problem and you're in the middle of the same storm and you can't really help each other other than being there i feel like i'm reading somebody's mail or god's reading somebody's mail this morning you're in the middle of the same storm Can I tell you this, guys, sometimes you need another guy to talk to. I'll get better amens on this one. You watch. Ladies, sometimes you need another lady to talk to. Always, always, every time. Guys, can I just tell you this? We're often the the stubborn ones on this one. I find a lot of times that the ladies are a whole lot quicker to go talk to somebody than the guys because we say, oh, I'm good. Sometimes, brother, you need a friend to talk to. You told your wife, well, I'm waiting on a sign from God. This is it. (laughs) You got it. Sign from God. Check that box. You think you had reasons to push off the conversation. Let me just tell you something about Mary. Mary had reasons to resist. She was engaged to a guy, and all of a sudden she's pregnant, and he knows that they've never been together. And in the society she lived in, according to the Jewish law, she could have been stoned for this. So the last place you want to run is to the house of a Jewish priest. Mary needed to talk to somebody, and I get a feeling you do too. When you're waiting on this breakthrough, find a friend to talk to, and they're there if you look. It may be that your breakthrough hinges on finding someone to talk to. So Mary found a friend to talk to. The second thing Mary found is Mary found joy. She found joy as she waited on her breakthrough. Now, I've been present for two births, and man, it's painful. It's painful. Um, was it last year Mother's Day the staff they got this birthing simulators and put on and I was on vacation that day and we've thrown that thing away I'm sure it's in the dumpster by now And you know y'all want to see me wear that thing and I appreciate the love you have for me that makes you want to see me in pain I just appreciate that but I've not done it but I'm telling you it looked painful. I hear people say you know we're going to do a natural childbirth with no medicine I'm like why <laughs> I always make people mad when I say that but it's okay if you want to do that God bless you if it were me I would say load me up with everything you got because I don't want to feel this it looked very painful but you know what I've heard mom say I've heard them say this over and over again it's a joyful pain It's a joyful pain because you know the breakthrough that's coming i want to tell you mary found joy something amazing happened when when mary came to the door she greeted elizabeth as she walked in and here's what happened when elizabeth heard her voice the baby in her womb john the baptist leaped for joy and elizabeth and the child were both filled with the holy spirit say, well, it says right here Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was prophesied over her son, John the Baptist, that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. So this is a direct fulfillment of biblical prophecy. But the amazing thing is, when Mary's voice came, baby John heard it and experienced joy and leapt for joy. If, if we ever needed a scripture to speak to us about abortion this is the one the baby in the, now I'm not condemning anyone that's had this okay love you there's forgiveness there's grace amen you get that Jesus forgives and he gives grace and so do we and we're not shaming you but I want you to hear this is this is a verse that contends for the life of babies who have yet to be born he heard he was conscious and he experienced joy in the womb, the Bible says. Why did he jump? Why did he leap? Well, hear me. It was the first time he had been in the room with the one he was called to make a way for. He's called. He's linked to Jesus. They're cousins. But they're linked in a greater way than that. John's calling was to make a way for that baby. And when that very baby came into the room with John, John had a sense of, well, the one I've prepared the way for is now in the room. And he leapt with joy as he sensed his calling and his destiny. Can I tell you this? When you get in the room for the first time with your calling and your destiny, joy will leap up in your heart. You know one of the keys to your breakthrough is finding the joy finding the joy when i was a very young man i was 19 years old when i fully surrendered my life to jesus about two weeks later i knew i was called to preach god's word just knew it and i was shy i'm gonna tell you i was a shy kid I did not want to speak up. I was very quiet in school, in high school. I didn't talk a lot. I didn't like to give oral reports were my greatest fear, I want you to hear this, my greatest fear in life was speaking in front of people. Really, I would sweat, I would take a zero and stay home. So I'm called to do this. So I tried not to tell too many people, but my pastor found out about it. And I knew what he would do. Back in those days, um, we had Sunday school and then church. And everybody would come to Sunday school, then they'd come to church. And in between, they had a little welcome everybody to church thing. And my pastor, he said, Andy, uh, you're feeling called to preach. Why don't you get up and do the welcome that day? I'm like, oh, dear God, no. I told him no. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, you don't turn down opportunities. I've called you to get up there, so get up there. God ever talked to you that way? So I told my pastor, I said, I'll do it, I'll do it. And so I'll never forget this moment in my life. There's a big pulpit there, and uh, I remember walking up and putting my hands like this. And when I did this, I knew that I would do that for the rest of my life. There was joy. There was joy. Can I tell you this? When you're looking for your breakthrough, find the joy. When you're looking for the career that God has called you to, find the joy. Find, when you get connected with your purpose and your reason for being put on planet earth, something inside of you will leap. Now, if you're a young person and you need a job, just get a job. Can I get a minute? I... I don't want anybody going home saying, you know, Dad, I'm not going to work. I'm looking for the joy, like Pastor Andy said. <laughs> no, no. Go to work and do whatever you have to do to provide for your family. But in all that, as you're faithful in little, he'll put you over much. And opportunities will come along, multiple opportunities, and you've got to pick between them because that's what happens to people who are diligent and faithful. Can you see I'm trying to walk this line? But when you're faced with opportunities, pick the one that makes your heart leap. I don't want you doing something for the rest of your life that doesn't make your heart leap. Amen. That's good preaching, Brother Amy. That's just good preaching today. Mary found someone to talk to. Mary found the joy Lastly today, Mary found confirmation. Have you ever thought you heard something from God, but maybe you're crazy? Let me tell you, if you really start hearing from God, a sure sign you're hearing from God is you wonder if you're crazy. If you've never thought it was crazy, it probably wasn't big enough for God. God. This is crazy talk, angel shows up. I know you're engaged, but you're pregnant, boom. God's gonna come upon you, you're gonna conceive a child, he's gonna be the Messiah. I'm gonna tell you something, God picked the right person when he picked Mary I'm in awe of this young lady, teenager. And she gets all this. And you know what she says to the angel? She said, be it unto me according to your word. She received it. She could have said, not me. You can move on down the street to somebody else. But she said, I received this. And that's a huge deal. It could have cost her her life. It certainly did cost her her reputation because people found out about it. People wondered about Jesus. There were rumors about Jesus all his life. Say, how do you know that? Well, the Pharisees one time said to Jesus, they said this, and you've got to think about it before you know. They said, we know who our father is. The rumor is Jesus, no one knew actually who his dad was. He contended with that. This is a lot for a young lady. Don't you imagine in her humanity she thought, am I crazy? There are times in your breakthrough that you need someone to give you godly confirmation that you're not crazy. Can I tell you this? Oh, I won't say this right. I don't hear from God in the big decisions of my life by myself. I'm going to wait for y'all to like it. I got all day. I'll be here to 1.30. I said, I don't hear from God by myself. See, y'all want to go home, don't you? I know people that claim to hear from God by themselves. They'll come in and, well, I heard from God, and everybody they love, everybody they trusted, all the spiritual authority and ministers in their life will say no, but they say, I've heard from God, I'm going to do it, and they often crash. I'll tell you, the best way to hear from God is to hear from him, get in his word, hear from him by the Holy Spirit. Start with a word. Start with a word. Listen to the Spirit. Then listen to. To godly counsel of people that are around you. When you're in a season of breakthrough and opportunity, you better get all the counsel you can get. Now, I want you to hear this quickly. Elizabeth did not know Mary was pregnant. There's no Facebook. <laughs> Only a couple days have passed, and Mary almost certainly has told no one. Are you with me? So get the picture with me. She said, Elizabeth, I'm here, and walks in the door, and Elizabeth says, as soon as I heard your voice, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. The baby inside of me leapt for joy. Then she said this, and I want you to hear this as Mary, who you've not told anybody that you're pregnant And you certainly have not told them that the angel appeared and said it's the Son of God. You ready? She said, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. She didn't know it, but she did. And then she said this. Oh, goodness. She knew there was a baby in there, but she knew something more. She said, why am I so honored? That the mother of my Lord should visit me. Oh, goodness gracious. I just want to shout. If I could dance, I would right now. First time in her life she'd ever been called mother. She said, the mother of my Lord is here. She got confirmation. You are pregnant. There is a baby there. And that baby is the king of kings and lord of lords in fact that baby is my lord amen she needed to know that she wasn't crazy and she found out i love where this passage lands elizabeth said of mary you believe the lord would do what he said and it all comes down to that you need a breakthrough you feel the incredible potential in your life But you've got to trust God will do what he said. Pregnancy stretches. Pregnancy hurts. Pregnancy takes longer at times than you want it to take. But I'm gonna tell you, friends, the breakthrough is coming. We prayed, I was reading just this week, a a journal entry that I made in, in November of 2021. And uh, 2021 was one of the hardest years my wife and I faced, and into 2022. She was hit in August of 2021 with a rare blood disease that caused her blood numbers to crater. We rushed her to the hospital. Her hemoglobin was at 4.5, which is terrible. And, uh, oh goodness, how long was it? A year maybe? We struggled. She's in the hospital several times. She had to go in and have her blood checked every week and had to have blood transfusions. At one point, she was having blood transfusions weekly just to keep her alive. She couldn't walk. She couldn't get out of bed. There were times I had to carry her and put her in the car to get her from one doctor's office to the other. And we didn't know what was going to happen. It's scary. stuff's going on inside your body and you don't know what's happening when you're drain, when the life is draining out of you and you don't know what's happening it's scary and i remember i journaled in november 2021 and god had given me a picture that day of a plane a supersonic plane that was trying to break the sound barrier whole other story but chuck yeager was the first pilot to break the sound barrier and they said it couldn't be broken. They said that breakthrough would never happen because every time they approached the speed of sound, the plane would shake so violently it would almost fall apart, and they were afraid to push through to the breakthrough. Chuck Yeager kept the hammer down, and he found out, that right before you break the sound barrier is the roughest part of the flight because all the aerodynamic forces are building up on the nose of that plane and it's buffeted and shaking. And they didn't know, they didn't have the engineering then to, to smooth that out and it was just a terrible. But he said the moment he broke through the sound barrier, there was a boom, a, a sonic boom. And that thing flew smoothly on the other side of the breakthrough. God gave me that picture in November 2021. And we were believing then that God was gonna give her a breakthrough. You know now her blood is normal, perfectly normal. All her numbers, the last tests are perfectly normal. She broke her bench press record last week. What is it, babe? She's lifting weights now. Don't mess with her. Can I tell you something? The Bible said weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth, for your life. Lord, your life is in this place. Your life is in this place this morning. Oh, God, we pray and believe. We're going to believe for some big stuff today. Y'all ready? Heads bowed and eyes closed. How many say, I'm saying yes to Jesus right now. I won't embarrass you, but you're like, yes, Jesus. Everything you want for my life, I'm saying yes for right now. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. I'm saying yes to you. Can I see your hand right now? Can I see it? God bless you. God bless you in the back. Awesome. Let's pray right now for those saying yes to Jesus. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me, for dying for me. Today I receive you as my Savior and Lord. And in Jesus' name, I walk in your grace. I walk in your blessing. I surrender to you today. I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. Make me a new person. Change my life forever. In your name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand right now and celebrate those saying yes to Christ. All right. All right, I'm going to speak some stuff over you. You ready for this? We're going to pray, then we're going to have you up to pray. I have talked too much about pregnancy this morning. Okay, God's going to bless upward with babies. I mean it. I got that word for this week. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened Thursday night. Pastor Luke was standing right here, and I said, God's going to bless upward with babies, and Luke was like, Luke went over there and now this morning he's over there I just wanted to call that out God's going to bless some people in the house with pregnancy physically babies are coming I have never felt more resistance to a blessing than that one in my life I have people out here saying oh no God don't send it my way you don't have to take this if you don't want it but if you do They're coming. Amen? If you even thought that you did, they're coming. You ready? Father, in Jesus' name, I speak life over this congregation. I speak life into families. And, Father, we thank you for babies being born. Lord, your kingdom needs to be filled. Father, that's not always just inviting people. Sometimes that's having them. Father, I'm asking you to raise up a generation of young people that will serve you. Father, I'm praying for babies that are coming. And I'm asking you in Jesus' name, bring forth into the world men and women of God that can live and serve in their generation. And I believe you to bring it to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it. Go ahead and figure it's done. All right? Amen. 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 Let me bless you this morning. We'll speak a word over you and a word over this body together. The Lord says to stay upward the seed has been sown You have sown seed outside of yourself You have sown seed when you wondered where your future harvest would come from You have sown seed in, in times of need that you had The seed has been sown and it has been noticed It's been noted in heaven The harvest is on the way the Harvest that opens the windows of heaven he said in his word try me and see if I want to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you that you're not able to contain the Lord says that to us today an open heaven's coming the Lord says the seed's been sown the Lord says also your heart's been tested your heart's been tested that you wouldn't have a side agenda that you wouldn't do what you did in pride but you've done what you did humbly done what you did with the heart of jesus the seed been sown the harvest the heart has been tested the breakthrough the harvest is on the way on the way i bless you with that in jesus name i commission you in the power of the holy spirit go out of here and take jesus everywhere you go make his power known and his presence known everywhere you go love y'all so much thanks for being here on a rainy morning we love you thank god for you